the heart of God. I want to us to look at the father heart because I believe the passage is more about the father and less about the son. If you read it again and again, you realize that it is the father that matters. The turning point is all father and it's all about the father. It's a window into the heart of the father. Uh, with that in mind, I, I like to, we know the passage, so I guess we don't need to read. Uh, we don't need to go through it. Uh, but I want to touch on some high points. One of the discipline the father has, I would say a principle the father has, is that when a child rebels and wants to go away, he lets the child go away. You see that in verse 12. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. So he divided his wealth between them. As simple as that. As complicated as it is, father does not restrain his children. The father who wants his children to be with him intentionally, of their own will, and uh, desire, not forcing them. We see that even today. The God we serve seeks willful and totally committed people. It doesn't make anybody, you know, force anybody to me. Yes, the life's journeys are sometimes filled with uh, God's interventions, but but that comes after a lot of prayer of somebody and God stops somebody from something. But generally, rebelling, leaving God, when somebody tries to seek their own way, God lets them go on their journey. And uh, we see him going, not many days later, the young one gathers everything and goes on a distant journey. We see that he squandered his estate with loose living, but when he left, he also had plans of prosperity. Don't forget that, though it's not said that, he not only was going to plan a good time, but he also wanted to become, make more out of what he had. That's a purpose, that's part of the work ethic, the business mind, that, that was part of this machine. This rebelling on the core was, I, I know better. I can do better than my father. I can do better than my brother. And there's other places with opportunities and I will make, make it work. And as part of that, as he began to get there, his life unravels because he's out of the oversight of the father. Boundaries that were strong are no more boundaries there. And he becomes a victim of his own fancies and others planning to get his wealth. 
And sure enough, a time comes when there is no uh, resource because he spent it all and sure enough, famine comes. See, not being under the father's watch costs. There's a cost. Because the father knows when the famine comes. He knows, he sees things. And when you are under him as a son, as a daughter, as a prodigy, you are warned by things that are ahead. Whereas, when you are removed from the father, you are also removed from the uh, wisdom of the father. And we see the son fail, totally blindsided, unaware of what is coming. He's wasting his wealth. When wise people are not spending, here is a young, young new rich splurging uh, because he was away from the wisdom of the father, the input of the father was absent. And so he becomes very impoverished and he hires himself to one of the citizens of the country and he sends him to feed his swine. He would have gladly filled his stomach with a carb tree pods, the side bark of a carbo tree, which was feeding for pigs and also for very poor people, very poor, destitute. In times of poverty, it seems that in Jews, in Israel, uh, he, they ate uh, the pods, the carob tree pods, barks. But nobody was permitting him, or nobody was giving it to him. It was all given. See how human life can be depraved, can be lost. The value of life is lost when we move away from the Father. And then one day he comes to his senses. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit brings us back to ourselves. The work of the Holy Spirit is to remind us, is to clear our mind. Nebuchadnezzar came to himself one day. He was drunk with power, with all the achievements, wealth and prosperity. He lost his mind. Similarly, and then one day he came to his senses when he was like an animal. One day he came to his senses and acknowledged God. You are God, I am not God. I'm a human being. Here I am, less than a human being. Everything has lost. And then God granted him favor. Similarly, the same word is used here that is used in Daniel 4.34. And when he came to his senses, to himself, how many of my father's hired men are, have much more bread than I am? And so he turns back. 
and he starts to repeat what he's going to say as he walks back. I'm not worthy. I've sinned, I've failed. And then, not worthy to be a son. Make me a servant. Hired men, I'll do the jobs outside in the farm. For I know you'll be kind to me because you will feed me, whereas these people are not even feeding me. And so he gets up, but the father is looking for him. That's why the father sees distant, distantly. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him. We don't see things long way off un unless we are looking for it. He was looking for his son. He knows the way that the son will have to come. And his eyes are on that. He's been waiting there. He didn't wake up that morning and start to look. He's been looking there on that path, the road, for days. Father runs and the word says, fell on his neck and kisses him. Not once, again and again. We, we, we have this idea that he kissed him once. No. Do a, do, a, do a little bit of research. It says he kissed him again and again, over and over. And he begins to say, Father, his long practice speech, he starts, but the father's hug stops it. <laughs> he can't speak anymore. Now the father speaks. His slaves are running after him, the father's running. Only here the Father is God. And the only place in the entire word of God that we see God running, God exerting, is actually here. God never runs. But here we see God himself run towards his son who is returning. Bring him the best, drink the best robe. He didn't ask for the robe. He's in tatters, he's smelling, he's filthy, has been with pigs, sleeping on floor. Best robe. Identity is the best. The best, not, not just another robe. The best robe. Put it on him. You know what he's saying? Cover him. Cover his shame. Nobody should see my son as he is. Nobody should see my son in the condition that that memory should not be there for anybody. Cover him with the best. This is my son coming back. Hide all his filth. It's all gone. It doesn't matter anymore. He's forgiven. He's repented. He says I'm unworthy. Now he is worthy. Cover him. Cover his shame. Nobody should see that. And he is without the ring. Put the ring back. Ring of authority. Put sandal. He's a landowner. He's an owner. He's not a slave. He may have been a slave 
enslaved where he went, but he's a free man. Put on his sandal <laughs> and bring the fattened calf, calf that was being ready for God's festival. <laughs> bring it. This is a work of God. This is a celebration that demands to be celebrated. The son was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. And so they began to celebrate. See, I want to ride on that back, on the back of that parable and point out to some facts. John 3.16 God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God so loved the world. He, while we were eight sinners, Christ died for us. While we were lost in sin. John 3.17 For he did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Salvation of the lost, salvation of redeeming the lost is the singular cry of God. Romans 5.8 But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners. See, the crisis that the young man went went through is a crisis we all are seeing around the world. But in the midst of this, enemy is convincing many to forget the heart of the Father. The Holy Spirit is striving. There's a battle for the souls of men and women. The Holy Spirit is striving day and night, convicting people Reminding them of the Father heart of God. Reminding them of the tenderness of love, of unconditional love. But the enemy is trying to harden the hearts of people. When we are living in times most needed to know the heart of God. Yet we are all looking at the crisis of the world, financial crisis, economic, political, societal, viral, every kind of crisis, war between nations, whether crisis-driven world, crisis-focused world, that's a world you and I are living but I want to give in the midst of the crisis a way out. The way out that God has for us. That's the beauty of this passage. In the midst of a crisis, an economic crisis, a famine comes, a great famine comes, wealth is lost, where everybody suddenly becomes poor, very few are rich, the times that we are living in. God has a way out. And the way out is by giving into the work of the Holy Spirit. 
Holy Spirit working day and night in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives, opens our minds, opens our heart to the word of God. We come to ourselves. Our mind returns to our real condition in marriage, fighting for a divorce, fighting, fighting with each other. They want to kill each other. Then one day, the Holy Spirit opens their mind and they come to themselves. And then God can bring reconciliation between the two. Or between two brothers, or sister and a brother, or a parent and a child. There's battle until one day, Holy Spirit breaks through. We come to our senses and realize this is not worth it. What am I doing? I'm destroying somebody I love. Everything I leave, leave behind is going to for, for this person, but I'm destroying that very child, or wife, or partner, whoever, family. So that reminding, opening our mind is the work of the Holy Spirit. Yet, many turn against the work of the Holy Spirit, away from the work of the Holy Spirit. They're turning because they still think there is opportunity in the midst of the famine. That today I'm working with the pigs, but tomorrow I'll get promoted to the goats. I'll do better with the camels even. One day I'll be in the master's house. I'll manage a little bit more. I can make it and this famine is going to go. I can do it. I just need a little bit more time. I'll get there. I will get there. I can do it. Many are still in foreign lands, in bondage, in shame, not returning to the Father. All over the world, all over the world, all through human history, there have been those who returned and much more who did not return. See, once the boy, his eyes were open, he had no other question. He turned back to his father. That's the beauty of this. He knew where the father was. He knew what the father would do. That his father was merciful. Merciful, full of mercy. See, he went out looking for more. But he has nothing. He's lost everything. All that the father wants is a repentant heart. A heart that says, I failed. I've lost. I messed up. Unworthy. Forgive me. And when he does, when he turns back, see what he gets. What he's given. Things that he did not ask for. He's given back dignity. He loses his dignity. He had dignity as a son. He loses his dignity on losing his wealth in the world. Father gives him back the dignity, covers his filth, covers him with the best robe. He could stand with the Father in all glory, in all pride, in all humility also. 
I don't want what this. This is this is too much for me. I just asked to be a servant. I'm sure that thought would have been there. He turned back straight to the father. See, many are considering silence of God as absence of God. I know I've said this a few times. I'll say it again. Many are confusing silences of God for the absences of God. I want Samson to play at two slides, post two slides for us to just read and then we'll move back. You know, these are two slides. This was found written in a cellar in Cologne, Germany during the Holocaust where Jewish prisoners were. I believe in the sun even when it is not shining. Being in cellars, they're not seeing any sun. Dark rooms. I believe in love even when I cannot feel it. I believe in God even when he is silent. Silences of God are not absences of God. I believe in God even when he is silent. What an amazing reminder to us. And let's look at the other one. If there is a God, he will have to beg my forgiveness. This is again carved in a concentration camp, a similar place by a Jewish prisoner. Again, the Holocaust, Germany, same time. Same people, same God. But see the response. If there is a God, he will have to beg my forgiveness. What arrogance on the face of death. Yes, Samson, we can move on. We can, we can, yeah. See, same experiences, two responses. One going towards rebelling against God, angry with God, making himself the center. And his experience is the center. Whereas another, I believe in the sun even when it is not shining. I believe in love even when I don't feel it. I believe in God even when he's silent. What an amazing reminder to us. There are two responses. There can be only two. Ones that deny God, angry with God. God has to beg my forgiveness. If there is a God, he'll have to beg my forgiveness. What a word to even come out of human mouth. That at the same time we see a, a giant of faith. See, the things that he was seeking and lost, God returns back. Gives him back Dignity, status, gives him back identity. The ring was the one of identity, family ring. Robe was of dignity. And the sandal were status. See, it is all about the heart of the father. It is all about the heart of the father. If you and I know the heart of the Father, it is about the lost. It is about nothing else, my friend. 
returning is blessed with his provisions yes but it is about repentance don't return for the provisions that god gives return for the repentance because you are wrong because i am wrong holy spirit softening the heart word of god your testimony of returning your own returning story these are the three powerful tools for the returning for the lost sons and daughters holy spirit opens the word teaches the word and reminds us of the word i want to read a statement that i think goes along with this the truth is in the end all of the turning away from god to gain more wealth more freedom more significance and rise in the stature in the end leads to the very opposite shame loss of money bondages debt and lowering of dignity and self-worth i'll read it again in the end all of the turning away from god all of the rebelling from god turning away from god as the young man did in the beginning from god to gain more wealth freedom significance rise in stature in the end leads to the very opposite loss of money wealth bondages debts shame and lowering of dignity and self worth on the other hand the turning back to god in repentance that seems so humiliating seems so uh, wrong because i have to say i'm wrong and abandoning of all self efforts self salvation trying to redeem ourselves in the end all this humiliation all this turning back to god in repentance seems so humiliating so hurtful for our pride but in the end it leads to strangely unexpected provisions even wealth comfort restoring of lost dignity status and even significance the very things that we want out there is actually here in the house with the father from the father and above all we get peace and joy from the reconciliation with the father and then he puts a burden for the lost in our heart so we have a purpose for our life which is to go after the lost financial turmoil leading to hardening of the heart crisis leading to hardening of the heart in one side holy spirit i use that work with all of all the ones that are softening their heart come to their senses you and i are called to go after the lost many still remain in distant lands away from the father trying to get one more day one more week one more month 
One more year. I'll be fine. In one more year, I'll be fine. I'll get out of this. Then I'll do God's things. I'll finish this debt. Then I'll come back to God. I'll come back to church after this. I'll come back to CBMC after this. I'll come back to Bible study after this. Trying to make it work. Trying to make it work. Friends, we've heard about the heart of God. You know the heart of God. Question is, do we have the heart of the Father? Do we have the heart for the lost? Do we have the cry of the Father? Is that the, our cry? There are a lot of hardening of heart all around us. Everywhere. Around the world. People are shutting their hearts. Angry. God will have to ask forgiveness of me. That's where the world is headed. May God soften our hearts. May heart call us, God call us to believe. Believe his word. See the work of the Holy Spirit around us and be thankful for what he has done. And may he call forth a mighty movement amongst us. Business professionals. Mighty move of God of redeeming the lost. Shall we pray? Father God, thank you for calling us back. Thank you for accepting us back. If there's anyone on this call this morning who has not come back, I pray, Holy Spirit, would you please, would you please soften the heart and make that child come back home to the Father. And the Father is waiting. Help us, Lord, to seek the lost. Not, you didn't come to judge. You didn't send your son to judge. Likewise, ours is not to judge, but ours is to embrace, to run and embrace. In your name we pray.